Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Come What May podcast with Lucas and Marie. After a small hiatus with some technical difficulties and life difficulties and you know how it is with Joe Biden as the president in this terrible economy. And it's been rough, but we're back and we're getting back at it. What's going on, Marie? He says that, but he really means just bouts of endless EverQuest time and raids. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, what's going on, everybody? How we doing, Marie? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. What do we got today? So today, I figured we would kind of do a recap of all the different things that are going on and to stay on stay on brand with the rest of society and talk about pride and the new government religion that is being um, pushed on everyone and targeting children. The new government religion of debauchery, child mutilation, uh, what else they be doing up in there? Uh, hormone therapy, pedophilia, pedophilia. That's the goal of the whole agenda is to get mm-hmm. children into the bed with grown men. That's the entire deal here that we're looking at. This whole mm-hmm. Pride Month deal just wild and debaucherous, and just I don't even know what to think about it anymore. It seems like the whole world's going this way. Anytime you log into any video game. Mm-hmm do any type of shopping, go anywhere, it's in your face, we're celebrating pride, LGBT, LGTV. Well, I feel like the moment a Supreme Court justice candidate or nominee can't define what a woman is, I think that's when we knew there was a bigger issue with society. I mean, the fact that no one can define what is a woman now no one can define what i am and i mean at that point it's almost as if i just cease to exist altogether you don't even know what you are i know what i am do you yes i am a adult an adult human female that is a woman i think i'm a woman no you no you don't oh (laughs) i don't think you do it's news to me (laughs) but what I think we should probably, I mean, to me, I would blame women for a lot of this, to be completely honest. I feel like women as a whole, like we're nurturers and I mean, there's there's a lot of different sides to this, but I feel like a big part of it is that we're nurturers. We want everyone to feel good. We want to take care of everybody. We want to console people and we're always looking to make people feel better. So what do we do we coddle and we bend and do what we can to ensure that other people can be lifted up and to feel good and i feel like that's the biggest issue because women are more on feeling and men are more i don't know if it's logic is what you would call it but they're more matter of fact i feel like And those are the two big differences between the two. But that's why you need both in a family unit. And honestly, I just feel like going all the way back to suffrage, the government just played on that. And then it just snowballed from there. Well, I think you're absolutely right when you say it's mostly women. I'm not going to give them all the blame, but it does seem like that 
them trying to be nurturing and all inclusive just like you said has led us down this road because i've noticed it a lot where it's like pretty much only women and i'm just gonna say it pussy ass dudes are championing these causes and it's Mm -hmm. funny that it's all the women that champion them these causes and then women end up suffering through it and the bible has a layout of what a woman is as a, a believer, what a woman is basically as a, a husband or a wife. And it is not anything like today's standards of what women are. And they call a lot of these women that champion these agendas will call men like misogynists and homophobe and all these different things when they believe what the Bible says a woman should be. And it's, that feminine energy and the feminine beauty that God created is something sacred and something special. You can't just claim that you're that when you're a man because you don't have those God-given gifts that he gave to women. And part of the issue is that we're trying to define it ourselves and no one can agree. And you you talk about like the feminine design and the feminine um, attributes, but then you also have feminists, which are the exact opposite of what that is, but they're claiming the word and they claim it for what they are. And a lot of times it's really them just trying to bring out like big dick energy, but within the female frame, which it it's counterintuitive. It's not going to work. It's, it's unnatural, but women can't, I mean, I feel like it's everyone. No one wants to feel inadequate, but I I feel like women are just at this point where they've been brainwashed to believe that they just don't want to be held back or tied down to a man or in some cases like children, because that's what comes with it next. Like you have a husband, then obviously if you're like indulging in procreation, which is a beautiful thing, then obviously the end result's going to be a baby and then society is telling you that oh having a baby is a burden and all that kind of stuff and so on and so forth like i just feel like it all goes together but that's because we people want to redefine things and that's how you get into like your truth and all that kind of stuff that we've talked about before yeah well that's the whole point is that these women especially feminists in general they don't want the traditional role of a woman they want to do what they want to do and they're fighting against they're fighting against their own nature is which is why they never actually get anywhere because you mentioned earlier they they think they're getting somewhere but mm-hmm. really it's just the government the banks and the corporations come swooping in and use mm-hmm. coercion and subterfuge whatever to take over these movements and use it for their own agenda back in the day in the 1930s and 40s and 50s women weren't like aspiring i guess you could say to be independent and on their own they wanted a man and they wanted to stay at home and raise the kids and be the biblical wife and the nurturer the caregiver the lover the one who rears children gathers abundance for the family in a multitude of different ways and it was the banks and the corporations that jumped on the sub what women's suffrage mm-hmm. movement 
to get them to go to the workforce and make more money for them. And it, was, it has nothing to do with liberating women. And it's the same idea with these feminists today. They want to liberate women and women are just as good as men and blah, blah, blah. We're all equal, but we all have different strengths and totally different roles to play in this world. And it can't be that because women's rights are, they act like they don't have them. Mm-hmm. So they champion all these causes and then they get into where we were just talking about now they're championing that men are women and that men are in women's sports and all this just crazy debauchery that's the problem with that way of thinking not being in a biblical framework for your life is that you you get led down the roads of diversion destruction and total debauchery and it starts simple as oh we just want rights for ourselves and we want to be able to be independent and go to work and do our own thing and blah 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 next thing you know it you got a trans man woman whatever dude that thinks he's a chick winning world titles in every sport in the book beating on women in ufc this is because you feminists good job i think that the issue is every they took it with suffrage which that was what 1919 1920 and it all just started with like oh wanting a right to vote because what they were trying to do is if we look at a family unit as a unit which is one you don't it wouldn't necessarily mean that you need to have multiple people in one household voting because you should be a united front it's that's the whole point of being one flesh like two people becoming one flesh and the and a child is a I guess a product of showing you what would happen when two fleshes become one flesh. And I I think that's the issue because once they drove home this whole idea of suffrage, and I understand that there were men out there that are beating on their wives and were cheating and were no good. And I think that's, it's those things coupled with, I mean, people's inherent nature and what I would equate to Eve syndrome, which that's a whole other longer discussion. Um, once they're being told that like this is an issue and those things coupled together it makes you you just start looking as at a spouse as being like a handler or an enemy and wanting to be your own independent um body and so at that point instead of voting together which is traditionally why it was originally just men had the right to vote it wasn't a matter of saying women are illegitimate or women don't matter or you're too stupid to vote or anything. No, it really was just traditionally a husband and wife are now one flesh. They work as a team and they are in sense like one person and they should have been discussing around the dinner table, talking together. You have the traditionally you should have the same values, morals, etc as your husband or wife so you would vote for the same person regardless but women listened to satan and listened to the government which they're one in the same and at that point they were just like well why can't i vote this is ridiculous i can vote like it's not just my husband he sucks or i'm just as good as my husband i'm just as capable as him and x y and z and it just, it was 
honestly ridiculous, but we saw how a lot of that was going, especially when they're talking about giving black people the right to vote, which it was black men that were going to get the right to vote and then looking at making that equal. And they kind of joined forces, like everything, honestly, anything that's like quote unquote civil rights or minority driven social justice, anything has to be coupled with something that can't be refuted, which is always race and it's always black people because you can always tie it back to slavery and then everyone, no one wants to have that conversation. No one wants to talk about, oh, you're racist or oh, you're this or oh, you're that. Once you pair something with the civil rights and like black people and the history that they want us to, they want us to believe you can pretty much just do anything. And that was the blueprint. And that's honestly forward looking. That's how we got in this situation to begin with. Like Martin Luther King did his thing with the socialists and civil rights and equality for black people, etc. And then, and the next thing, you know, the LGBTQ community was like, okay, they gave us a blueprint. Now we're just going to drive it home And we're just going to infiltrate schools, the government, media, and we're just going to drive it to the children. And then at that point, that's how we got where we are now. And it's just full speed ahead, guns blazing. It's just a mess. Yeah, it's kind of wild how the uh, gays have totally co-opted the civil rights movement in and of itself. They've just taken it over. You don't even see... uh, black people fighting for thing they're all fighting for trans equality and trans nonsense blm uh-huh. all the money was being lesbians. funneled and it was being funneled to all these organizations all gay organizations for mutilation of children yep. and lgbtq and all that kind of stuff like literally the whole civil rights movement for black people and equality was it was like a shell company for the LGBTQ community. 1000%. No one could convince me otherwise because that vessel, that machine, they were just funneling this money to LGBTQ and all this kind of stuff. And they're just like, well, if we join forces together, like it's all about equality. It's all about civil rights, blah, blah, blah. Like, they didn't even realize like, well, now black people they're because of George Floyd and all in the BLM, they're riding in the streets, they're looting the, the media, the same people that are supposed to be quote unquote on their side are just painting them in this light of just being violent and terrible, which is honestly a mirror. Of what we saw, what was that in the, like, the 1940s and the president at the time had a screening of this bit of this movie that was basically just depicting black men as as rapists and robbers and that's how you ended up getting all these like women clenching their purse when they see a black person walking by them or wanting to move to the other side of the street like this whole thing and it was Woodrow Wilson by the way but this this whole thing has been perpetuated by the government um, the media and and the government have always been had like an agreement to push the same message and to get society to do what they want them to do. And so if we just look at this, black people really just continued that narrative. 
I mean, they talk about um, how LBJ was saying how he would have black people voting Democrat forever. If you just give them a little bit, they won't ask for more. And it's literally just being proven out day after day, year after year, time after time. So if we fast forward to the BLM stuff and the riots and everything out of that, all the money, none of it went to black families. It all was funneled into this LGBTQ community agenda. I don't like to use the term agenda, honestly, but that's exactly what this is, where they're able to tell you who people are. So the government, the media literally tapped into this narrative and brainwashed people and now have black people seen as being violent, untrustworthy, all these things. And then in that same breath, they have LGBT being the face of love and love is love and it's this beautiful thing and everything's fine and this is the future and they're just really laying into this, which is why you're seeing what happened at Target. Well, and to go back to what you said about the government and the media, the... um Media has always been the propaganda arm of the government. And if you look deep into it, it's all part of a satanic agenda deception where they basically push a agenda of kill, steal, and destroy. The same exact agenda as Satan because it's Satan behind all of the things we see in the world. And it's it's like... They continually use the same tactics, this more evolved with technology, to push the same exact things that they've been doing for thousands of years. There's nothing new under the sun. And what's happening now today is you are seeing basically it's in your face. It's no longer being hidden who is behind the things that we're seeing in the world the LGBTQ agenda, the divisions with race and all the different, the propaganda we see, the COVID narrative, the vaccines, all of this, it's all coming out who is behind it all. And you, if you're listening to this, you may or may not know, but we're going to give you just some more evidence because it's in your face. It's open now. So as Marie had mentioned, the target debacle thing that's going on, this is what I'm talking about. The the apocalypse means the unveiling. And as we live in these last days and these end times, you can see it more and more and more. And with the target thing, it's open and it's in your face. And I'm going to let Marie give you a rundown on that. And that's why um, you saw all these different like videos coming out at like, TikTok and Instagram, all the different reels and this girl, I mean, kudos to her. I, I honestly, at this point, there's been so many videos. I don't remember who the, the first person was, but I, I remember she was white. She had long brown hair, et cetera, et cetera. But she went in there and she was talking about how they're trying to say that, oh, they're not pushing this towards children. They're not trying to propagate towards the children and all these things. But then she goes into the baby section, literally the toddlers, and they had tucking swimsuits and different um, toddler shirts that said like love is love or happy that you're queer and queer in here and all that kind of stuff and it got taken a step further because 
there was a piece of merchandise that literally said Satan loves your pronouns or something like that. And um, Satan loves you and all this kind of stuff. And it's because Target sought out proactively. It's not like this person um, put in a bid or reached out to Target or was like trying to, you know, grift and get attention and really trying to market themselves. No, Target went scouring and found this person who is a Satanist making LGBTQ children's clothing, children's clothing and keychains and all that kind of stuff. And if you go to his Instagram, I'm not even going to give him the attention that he does not deserve and that he's looking for. It, it literally says like Satan loves you. He accepts you for who you are. And it's really, that's I think what really set parents over the edge because that it doesn't matter whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe in the Bible or anything like that, even if you think it's fake, even though we're here to tell you that it is not as very real, people still know the devil is bad. Satan is bad. There's always a hero and a villain. And regardless of what you believe, Satan is the villain and has always been depicted as a villain in character and in kind. And people, once they saw that, that's when they're just like, whoa, 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 this can't be good. And once you associate yourself with that, there's there's no coming back. No, not at all. And it's amazing to me that uh, people are just now starting to see this because it's in your face. But obviously, we've been able to see it for a long time, as well as many others. And we're just here to kind of maybe give you some insight and guide you along the path to avoid this stuff the best we can. It's I know it's hard living in the world today with the, just the craziness, but... You got to um, go to Jesus because he's the only way. And they're coming hard for the children. You can see it now. We got the pictures pulled up. The little pins say Satan respects pronouns. And uh, it's just craziness. And then on top of that, I don't want to divert too much from this. But on top of that, the drag events for the kids. And they're just mm-hmm. in your face. The library books. They're coming for the kids. And the reason I believe this is... Um, let me... I believe the reason they're coming for the children, and you can tell me what you think, is because that is the, it only takes 17, 15 years or so. You get all the children when they're below six years old to see all this stuff, adopt it, become it. Then in 15 years, 10 years actually, 10 years, them kids are 16 years old, they're old enough to change policy because they're out bitching and moaning and protesting in the street because their wieners can't be tucked in anymore just ridiculousness so what i'm getting at i think is that's the reason they're coming after the kids and i guess my main point is it's not gonna take that long for us to see the way the world changes if we don't stand up to this nonsense Satan ain't playing around. He knows his time is short. He is coming with a vengeance. He's coming to take as many souls as he can. And again, I I get long-winded sometimes as well, just like Marie. And we're going to divert again to another topic just real quick, just to hit on. We mentioned it before, but I just want to bring it up again. Most of these kids that they're targeting are autistic and it's like 90% of the trans community has some form of autism. And where'd they get that autism from? The vaccines. We're not going to mention too much about that, but you could do your research and maybe we'll talk about it again. But if you want to check somebody out, uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr., 
-hmm. He has a great book about Dr. Fauci, and he's just been going on about these vaccines for years. They're a leading cause in autism. It's like one in 20 kids now has autism, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this is the agenda that we're witnessing right now, and you can see it. It's in your face. It's here, and we have to stand against it if we want to save our kids, save America. I know that's a term they, all these guys throw around all the time, but we're down a slippery slope in the ancient days in Rome before they fell, they focused on the same nonsense, the same. See, that was, that's the thing. Like women are allowing themselves to be replaced, right? hundred percent. And we saw that in Rome. Like this is, it all starts with this. A lot of the, the debauchery and the same sex um, attraction. And then they started having like a lot of like, it was mostly with men on men. It really wasn't a lot of lesbian type stuff. And honestly, I, I feel like that's a whole other conversation, but I, I think it's just another form of women being replaced because men had gotten in their heads that like women really were not worth anything. We didn't need them. Men did not think they needed women in this situation. And men thought that they could be better women and that's when you started having these young boys um, growing out their hair and being the like kind of like a mistress for a lot of these elites and filling their desires and stuff like that and being dressed up. And next thing you know, they were being I mean, they were being cast as women um leads and plays and once they could hit certain notes they were getting operatic solos and replacing women and all that kind of stuff and and it's like you're saying like in in rome they were doing the same stuff but they just didn't have social media and all this kind of and all this kind of stuff and i mean they had a far less reach than we do now with social media and look what happened to them yeah, it's incredible with the social media. Everyone's a little narcissist these days. Everybody, it's look at me, look at me. I want to show you my blue hair. I just cut my wiener off and I'm great. And everyone's trans and oh my gosh. And, and it's easier with children because when you're a kid, you're looking to be recognized. You're looking to be validated. Like you want that gold star in class. You want to be the line leader. You want it to be teacher's assistant and all those kinds of things. And those that was rewarding. And the only people the only children that are being rewarded right now are those that are willing and are being brainwashed to believe that they're a different gender or being told that they're gender confused or they're leaning into this queer ideology. It, it's none of the other kids are. And if they say otherwise, then they're probably being sent to timeout and they're just being pushed and pushed and pushed and prodded. And if they don't lean into it, they just get these one-on-one -on -one meetings with the teacher saying like are you sure you don't you're not a boy are you have you tried being a boy like are you sure you're not a girl have you tried wearing skirts like leave the kids alone but it, it's just like you're saying like kids are the most vulnerable and if you can destroy their if you can exploit the vulnerability destroy their innocence and then just feed this into them and they're hearing this from the time that they're 
in many cases, two, three, four, like this is in the daycares, is in the preschools. Yep. Like by the time they get to 10 years old, they're ready to cut off their breasts and before yeah. they're even developed, they're on hormones. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's crazy too, that it's, it's full blown, um, assault on the children and they, by time they've been through the indoctrination and the teacher has put it in their mind that they're trans or they're this, they're that, or they're Zazie or Zim or whoever, by the time they're 14, 15, 16, they're locked into this identity. And then what happens, it gets a little deeper, they can no longer find their identity in Christ. Eventually, I mean, they can reach God. Of course they can, but yeah. it they are they'll never know their true selves or who they are or who created them because they have it in their head taught by somebody else that they are not who they're born to be, Mm -hmm. that they're always going to strive to be something that they're not because they've been told that they're this instead of that. Nobody's being told. And it's just crazy. The teachers are doing this to them. And I don't have a problem with teachers. We need teachers. There's a lot of great teachers, but there's also a lot of people that have this ideology that go into school specifically to teach Mm -hmm. these kids their mindsets. Mm -hmm. And these kids will never know what it is to know themselves because someone else is telling them who they are. You Mm -hmm. don't, you're not born thinking you're in the wrong body. That's a mental illness. It does happen, obviously, but you're not, it's, it's not true. You're not looking at the truth of the matter. You're listening to the delusions of your own mind and the delusions of somebody else's mind being forced upon you. But no one's also looking at what's causing that mental illness either. That That's the thing. They like, never do. They treat it with pharmaceuticals. See, that's the thing. If they, if years ago, and so, I mean, to some degree, we could blame a lot of the previous generations. Um, the sir, Rockefeller science foundation before millennials um i mean i guess we could say before gen x even though i still blame them for a lot of things um a lot of them they weren't looking to see what was causing this if it was a chemical imbalance if it was probably a pharmaceutical if it was something a vaccine yeah it was something caused it and instead of trying to figure out what caused it, they pro or they probably did, and then started putting it in everything, yeah, all the different yep. vaccines that they have now, because they've changed. Which is why, like, we had a series of shots when we were babies, and now they only have one shot. And whatever this super shot was, they saw a mass uptick in individuals with autism. Exactly, it has to be a deliberate agenda. There's no mm-hmm. way that they did it. And it accidentally had these results, and then they kept doing it. There's no way. No, and that's where we get into like assimilation. I mean, we can, we're learning from history. We heard about assimilation and putting um, the Native Americans in there and trying to make them, you know, like all the immigrants were coming. The Native Americans were here and having to like obviously integrate everybody and make it just one country. I mean, you need everyone to find something that they could unite around and it was being American. And, and basically there was another blueprint laid out of how to assimilate now the next generation. And basically that's what they're doing with the children now. And if you grow up believing that you're in the wrong body and you're getting this from your teachers and stuff like that, and your parents are, affirming 
this belief and giving you all the tools to just destroy your lives, it's going to make it a, a lot difficult to be reconciled and bring yourself to Christ when they're telling you your identity is the exact opposite of what he tells you is true. Yeah. Yep. And if their whole lives has been trying to feel, to not feel inadequate, to feel accepted, and they're being told that Jesus won't accept them for who they have been told and brainwashed to think that they are, they are going to reject that. But who are they going to turn to? The person that aligns with this belief and this identity that's been sold to them, and that is Satan. Right, there it is. Mm-hmm. Target, Satan respects pronouns. And when you think about it, that's why they're starting to see like all these people on... um what was it SSIs those inhibitors that they put them on when they're like having depression yeah that's it and all these different um, medications because once they get to a point where they're more developed mentally and they're and they've matured and they're starting to understand what exactly they've done to their bodies it it's like there's this short period of time because they started seeing an uptick in suicides in like mid-20s which correlates with the time frame when they really started doing these experimental um, drugs and um, surgeries on children, they started seeing an uptick in suicides. And at that point, they had realized what was going on. They realized what they did to their body. They realized that there was nobody there to help them. Everyone was just allowing them to live in this fallacy. And at that point, when these things are also already causing you to have suicidal thoughts and ideations, and you're just pushed over the edge, and you're just like, what do I do now? And they and they start to feel, I feel like there is a part of it where they're just like, how could anyone accept me? How can I trust anybody? And they just off themselves. Mm-hmm. And at that point, when Satan already doesn't want you to come to the Father, and they and he wants you to suffer, and he wants to win souls to hell, and then you could just be burned and just honestly just spend eternity in just misery and hell, the best way to do it is to get you on these things where once you realize that you bought into a lie, you off yourself and then you're just one of his for the, for the remainder of eternity. And that is the saddest thing that could ever happen because a lot of these kids never had a chance because their parents were too wimpy to stand up for what was right, to take care of their kids and realize like everyone knows parents tell you all the time. No one has your best interest at heart except for you and your parents and God. And the fact that a lot of these parents are just sitting around listening to doctors, listening to the media. I'm sorry, if your doctor is peddling the same thing that the media and the government is telling you, you should know to run for the hills. We've always been taught that. And the fact that a lot of these parents are saying, well, I just want to do what's best for them. And they're telling me this or they're telling me that. Grow a pair, Gen X. This is your fault. Yeah. Well, it's crazy, too, because these kids will go, say you're a 12 or 13 year old kid and you're having depression and anxiety, which are common in those age groups because Mm -hmm. you've got a lot going on. You got hormones coming in. You got school. You got stress. You got people that you're trying to fit in with, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You go to the doctor 
and you tell him these problems and and the first thing he says to you is well have you considered that you're maybe uh you're a woman you're a girl in a boy's body have you considered that and instead of even trying to treat the underlying issue it's immediately let's give them transgender therapy let's talk to them about being transgender it's if you can't see that there's a deliberate agenda for the children i don't know what to tell you it's just incredible i've seen so many stories of kids that literally go to the therapist and that's what they're they're pushed they're not pushed even for help anymore it's oh you're probably transgender let's get you set up with surgery let's get you this let's get you that and then like you said if the doctor's telling you this obviously if the doctor's pushing the same propaganda as everyone else run but if you're 14 years old 12 years old and your doctor is telling you well this is the problem you're probably a girl trapped in a boy's body you're going to be like, oh, well, the doctor's saying it. It must make sense. And everyone in school is saying that they're this. And every, and, the, and it's celebrated. And I must be. Mm-hmm. I'm. Let's go on and go through with it. Let's get the surgery. Let's get the hormones. Let's get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Six years down the road when you're pissing out of a tube because you ain't got no pecker no more. Mm-hmm. Now what? Exactly. And the problem a lot of this started when it came to like the birth control stuff honestly and then they were having a moment where the parents have to leave the room i mean kids have the option to say no i like my parents to say but a lot of them don't realize they have that option a lot of parents are too stupid to say like i'm gonna stay or to talk to their kid before that happens because they ask every single time once the parents out of the room that doctor could tell the child anything anything and once that happened Honestly, it correlates with that time frame. Why now we have all these people committing suicide, having after gone through all these different surgeries, been on this medication and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy, too, because you're supposed to be able to trust the doctors. And what's even more interesting is that, that I bring that point up. That's why COVID was so successful in getting people to get vaccinated and wear the masks and do the tests and all this stuff, because you're supposed to be able to trust the doctors but we see that that's not the case if you just the doctors receive so much money i bet you they're receiving billions millions of dollars for pushing this trans stuff too we saw it with the covid they were receiving money for pushing vaccines they were receiving money for people dying people dying they were receiving money for giving out remdesivir and all these Mm -hmm. different medications that didn't do anything but kill people Mm -hmm. they got paid for so it only goes to say, I mean, anybody with a logical mind would see, well, this is, the, this is the agenda that's happening with the, the trans and the hormone and the puberty blockers and all of this stuff. Of course they're getting paid to do it. It's the same with the Oxycontin and the Percocets a couple of years ago that led us to this opiate epidemic, which still is killing millions of people. They were getting paid to push Oxycontin mm-hmm. to everybody. Oh, you got back pain? Here's a script 90 percocets you got uh, you got your tooth pulled here's 90 percocets there this is the bottom line the pharmaceutical industry has been deliberately destroying lives in the name of profit for years and years and years and years they're the only companies that get billion dollar fines and criminal lawsuits and then stay in business and just come up with another drug and the thing is it's always like a pill it's always a pill that they're going towards. It's yep. never like what it used to be like, oh, drink some orange juice, go outside. Like that's now what we were getting. Too. Right? Yeah, now it's like surgeries and all this kind of stuff. And 
the moment we started realizing that it was only ever a medication or like an antibiotic, we should have started to realize that there was an issue. There was, there was like a big swing to the other side. And I, I feel like a lot of this, like we can, not the medication, I, I'll swing back to like all the different like therapy and those meetings and stuff like that. Like to, to a lot of, in a lot of ways, Americanized Christians are to blame for a lot of this. And I, I know, I, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not. I, I, and don't leave me now. Stay with me here. But like back in the day we had conversion therapy and the things that they were doing with conversion therapy, when someone was expressing some sort of same sex, sex attraction was just violent. Like it wasn't, um, like exorcisms always no one was really talking about that it wasn't actual like therapy talking through it like what you see now today it was them doing some very inhumane things on these children and adults and and a lot of it was run by christians and catholics and those claiming to follow jesus and and what did we think was gonna happen Mm mm-hmm we, we we didn't help ourselves in any capacity no which brought it to where now when you have therapy sessions like and we already can see the people they're infiltrating a lot of these different spaces we only could have understood that if they're coming into the schools they're also going to come into therapy and they're going to come into the media and all these things just like that one tiktok where you see that guy close he's like oh the parents brought their child here because they think that there's something wrong because he has same-sex attraction i'm supposed to talk to him and do conversion therapy and discussion when in actuality i'm about to affirm his beliefs um puff him up give him a safe space and basically just continue him down this path that his parents were concerned about from the very beginning. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a big problem too is is how do you even go about, like somebody that does that same-sex attraction, how would you even get them? It, it's got to be a work of the Holy Spirit to make them realize that they're in error. And I've seen, because I like to watch testimonies, I'll drive the semi truck all day and just listen to testimonies on YouTube. And I've seen a lot of them where it's somebody that had a homosexual past, lesbian or gay, male or woman, doesn't matter. I've seen it all where they were living that lifestyle and they came to Jesus, which we all should. Doesn't matter where you're at in your life. If you're in sin, if you're not come to Jesus, that's number one. Back to my story. These kids would come to Jesus in some capacity full-blown homosexuality come to jesus and if you actually surrender to him and wish to be with christ the holy spirit will transform you and that is a mystery in itself it happens with everybody you could come i've done it come as a drug addict come to jesus eventually it's a it's a path it's a it's a road it takes time nobody's saying it doesn't took me time eventually the holy spirit finishes what he started and you will be healed and delivered from whatever sin that you're dealing with. And I think the problem is, which led us to today, and what you were just mentioning is the conversion therapy where it was men and women trying to fix people and never giving them Jesus. You need the gospel. You need Jesus. You need the Holy Spirit to be transformed. And that's where the church is failing, I think, 
mm-hmm. because they either either it's we accept you for who you are and you're welcome continue in your life of sin come to church enjoy us we'll put up our pride flags we'll do this that and the other and you're welcome here or it's you're burning in hell you're gonna die you don't belong here you're not welcome in our church there has to be a middle ground where we introduce them to jesus in a loving way but they need to know and receive that you must be born again repent be baptized be born again all of that i just don't understand how would you go about reaching them honestly it's just meeting people where they are like it, it and honestly you can only do that if you have the mindset that it's not you that's going to be saving people yeah a lot of the churches especially the last few years and this is why i feel like the church was asleep for the last 10 20 years just they're going, still asleep going through their own revivals and not thinking about the rest of the world which we're called to do to make fishers of men and bring win souls for christ like that's what you're supposed to be doing so if you're only focusing on yourself clearly you're doing something wrong but once you come with a heart that understands that it is not you saving people it is not you changing people it is god using you as a means to bring people to him for him to save them once you have that thought process and you approach people with love and kindness but biblical love not this love is love and just constantly making people feel good about themselves for whatever whatever they feel feelings are fleeting once you're able to just truly approach them with love and warmth and just talk to them and share what god has done in your life only then would you be able to actually help people and and i mean in the same breath we're we're not going to treat anyone differently because they have homosexual they have same sex attraction or they're homosexuals or they're married to someone of the same sex or anything like that like you do you in society there's some people that just aren't going to listen they're not going to hear um we're not saying that we're prejudiced or hate anyone that has homosexual tendencies but we do understand what the bible teaches we do understand what jesus says is going to be a detriment to us and the bible is very clear on what sin is and we're all sinners but he also says to take up your cross and turn away from your sin and follow him and at some point you need to die to yourself and you need to die to the sin and follow him and do the best you can to live a life worthy of the lord and to bring others to him yeah and i think the big problem is that uh people the world basically is saying that this life is good and everything is okay and live your best life and love is love and everything is fine so when someone comes and tells you hey there's a different way what you're doing isn't right you're not going to listen and if you're being told from day one as a child that 
this is who you are, you're transgender or you're a homosexual, you're going to believe that. You're a sponge when you're a kid. That's why so many people today have so much trauma in their lives, not just homosexual stuff, just trauma from their parents telling them, you're not this, you can't be that, or you're this way, and this is why nobody loves you, blah, blah, blah. You have a lot of trauma in your life as an adult from things that were said to you when you were a kid. So if everyone's telling you life's good, you can be gay, you can do drag, you can do whatever, and it's okay, then when you become an adult and you are maybe even questioning or trying to seek the truth, you're not going to be receptive to it because you believe that God made you this way. You believe that you are this way because this is how you're supposed to be and it's okay and everybody is accepting of it and loving you. And we have to accept all people, but we have to give them the truth. And that's, it's difficult because people don't want to hear the truth, especially if it goes against who they are in their being. Mm -hmm. Who they believe they are. They don't want to think that they were wrong. And I think a, a part of it also is that like a lot of, parents when they do approach things from like this is terrible and you're awful and you need to stop and they're just very deprecating and they're just they're just beating these people down all they're going to hear from that point is i don't want to be like that i don't want to do that to my kids and that's how you end up with a generation like what we have right now, Gen Z and these young children that are just being told, hey, you think you're a, a blue speck toad today? Sure, we'll get you a nice suit. Oh, you think that you're a lesbian today? You, your pronouns are zay, zare, zem? All right, sure. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to... Basically, it's when they told us when we were growing up that you could be whatever you want to be, Obviously, there are parameters around that, whether you wanted to be a doctor, a lawyer, a, a, a pastor, um, a professional uh, actor, actress, you could do those things. But they set the foundation of the standard of what that was. It had nothing to do with your being, nothing to do with your body. But now it's you can be whatever, whomever you want to be. And if you think that you're a unicorn, We'll give you plastic surgery to put a put a cone right on your forehead, and everyone's gonna say that's normal. Mm-hmm. It's wild stuff. Oh man, I don't even know. What do we do? It's just craziness. We have to stand up against it and avoid it. You gotta pay attention. You gotta vote with your dollar. I would. We're gonna totally avoid Target. I would recommend that. We don't really drink, but we wouldn't drink Bud Light with the Dylan Mulvaney nonsense going on either. And I think that's the thing. So, like, with Target, they started last year. I mean, they've Target's been the biggest advocate for trans ideology, LGBTQ support, etc. for the last, like, 10, 15 years, right? So, this has never been... This isn't a new thing. They're just, like Lucas was saying earlier, they're bolder now it's Mm -hmm. in your face and so like last year they started doing the chest binders for young girls and i'm sorry if you like just having a blow to your breast could lead to you developing cancer and any and other sorts of bodily injuries and issues so to permanently be like restricting your breasts before they're formed 
So not allowing them to form the way that they're naturally supposed to, and then continuing to do that, or after they're formed, suppressing them like that, you are going to be hurting yourself. And that was an issue for me. And at that point, and I hadn't really been shopping at Target to begin with for years, because I thought they were overpriced for what they were giving. And they used to be really cheap, and we used to like Target. Um, (laughs) I did. And because it was cheap, you can get a tank top for like $2. That's never going to happen again. But this last year, once I started seeing the chest binders for little girls, I was like, I'm done. Because I would never want my daughter to have that push to her or have her friends trying to be like, hey, like my mom bought me some of these. You should try blah, blah, blah. Like I need to know who's going to be around her. And if there is a company that is pushing this, I don't need any part of that. And for an entire year, didn't shop at Target, never had a need to, never had a desire to. Even when I would see like, oh, I need to get a gift bag for a bridal shower or a party. Even if Target was right there or I had to drive another 10 minutes up the road to go to like Walmart or the Dollar Tree, I made the trip because I wasn't about to give them more dollars. And if you can do like you can do it for a year And after that year, it just gets easier and easier and easier and you don't even miss it. And so from that point, like we challenge you to just avoid target, start with a month, start with two months, try to go a year, try to do the, your very best to go there. None at all or at for very infrequently and just challenge yourself. Um, But ultimately like what, what, you were saying like, what do we do? And basically it is what you said, like what you alluded to with voting with your dollar and basically just looking at the companies that you want that support you, that support your morals and values. And like, you're not going to find all of them, but a lot of them that just aren't just brazen trying to push certain agendas and just being very upfront, like, with the Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney. Like, if that's not a sign of what we can do, who truly decides how this country's going to operate, I don't know what is. Because I wasn't even sure how well that was going to work, if people were really going to stick to it, like, week over week, month over month. But once I saw that it was Dylan Mulvaney that they put on the face of that, even though they're saying it was just a small thing or it was just going to be one for him or blah, blah, blah. I think they were just trying to backtrack. But the moment that I saw it was Dylan Mulvaney, I was just like, when is it going to just stop? And are we really going to just accept this when this man started out as a comedian and not a, not a very good comedian, but he was a comedian. He is a comedian all of it like his year of being a girl like are you kidding me this what he's like 30 years old saying that he transitioned into a 12 year old girl now it's the face of tampons a woman of the year for alta and then now you're gonna put him on bud light like i i don't have time and especially when it comes down to he's saying he's a 12 year old girl so if you're really buying into this thought process that he's a 12 year old girl why are you putting a 12 year old girl on on bud light i'll wait 
That's a good point. I think it's really interesting, though, that uh, it was just that one incidence with the Bud Light thing that was almost like a tipping point for us. And it's really good, honestly, for the country that that happened because what we're going to talk about now is that, you know, these everybody is seeing that it's in your face. This is what they're doing. And Bud Light's lost, or Anheuser-Busch, whoever, has lost $27 billion in market value over that. That it's is, only been a couple so, dude. That is so amazing to <laughs> yeah. me. I love seeing that because, for one, you shouldn't be drinking that nasty n- nonsense anyway. It's but not real beer. But it's just awesome to see people actually standing their ground. And it wasn't even now, like you said, this might have been just pushback. But it seemed to me that it wasn't even like they were going to start widely. Uh, I can't think of the word for right. distributing mm-hmm. these cans like with his face. They weren't going to do that. That wasn't the plan. But all it took was them to do it one time, send mm-hmm. it to Dylan Mulvaney himself, him make his stupid little pedophile videos with it. Mm-hmm. And then the world is up in flames and they've lost $27 billion. I love it. And I just want to see that with any company that tries to do this stuff, this is what we need to do and is was, stop was, buying their stuff. Just stop buying it. Exactly. And it was it's celebrating his year of being a 12-year-old girl. Like, what? Are you, are you kidding? And honestly, I just felt like it was a nod to pedophiles. Well, that's where this whole thing seems to be leading is mm-hmm. to get everybody desensitized to the kids with the, with the drag queen story hours and the, take mm-hmm. your kids to the drag queen brunch and all this. It's literally getting the children or getting you and your kids and the, mm-hmm. all of it desensitized to men messing with kids. Mm-hmm. It's that's the whole plan of this. Like Nambla and all that kind of stuff. Like if any I I bet we should do some research. Nambla probably is somewhere behind that. All up in there, the National Association for Man Boy Love or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people can say all they want that, oh, trans, that's not pedophilia, or the drag queens, that's not pedophilia. But I mean, hear me out. We had that nine year old boy who his parents dressed him up as a drag kid. He's on Good Morning America and he's talked to by, what's his name? I forget his name. Who knows? He, he, used, worthless. he used to be a football player, etc. Um, and they're literally giving this child a platform, basically for his parents to make all this money off of him. And he's a drag kid. And fast forward a, a few years after that, this child, there's a video that surfaced of him with a drag queen. And when I tell you that this drag queen was the epitome of a pedophile and had some sort of mental delusion, illness, whatever you want to call it. Like it was very clear because they're doing this low budget YouTube video and this, he's having this child demonstrate how to snort ketamine. And for you to tell me that this is normal, that this is okay what what do they use ketamine for okay like why is a child touching ketamine why does a child know how to quote unquote snort ketamine and why is it that a drag queen is spending this amount of time with a nine-year-old boy snorting probably snorting ketamine where are his parents his parents should be incarcerated for that oh 100 percent it's you can't tell me that grown men dressing up as women 
and wanting to spend time with children Mm -hmm. is not pedophilia. Mm -hmm. Even if there's no touching or groping or anything, it is 100% on its way to being that. And even if Mm -hmm. it's not that, just the fact that you are dressing in a sexually provocative manner and dancing in a yeah mm-hmm. performing dancing in a sexual fake manner boobs fake and titties mocking women. cleavage out you are doing this for kids mm-hmm. that is pedophilia 100 percent. i don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says about it if you took a bunch of strippers female ones mm-hmm. to the dang old elementary school library and had them dancing around with their titties out the world would be so mad. Yeah. But if you have a dude pull his wang out and he's wearing mm-hmm. a skirt, it's cool. No one has an issue. And it started with the little drag queen story hours. And then it was um, family friendly drag performances. And now you have these pride parades. And this is why tolerance is not a virtue. Tolerance is not a good thing is now you have these pride, family-friendly pride parades that are doing BDSM demonstrations on floats. You mean to tell me that a grown man positioning himself on uh, an X, a wooden X, being whipped in a thong and leather straps by another man dressed up in a whole bunch of bdsm creepy leather gear in front of children for you to tell me that that's normal and that we need to tolerate that and we need to accept that that is a problem and shame on all of you that think that's normal because it's not it's demonic 100 percent demons are infested they have kingdoms strongholds Mm -hmm. of demons inside of them all of them and it's on display for everybody to Mm -hmm. see and you want to know how i know that's true why else would you mock jesus at these pride festivals Mm -hmm. why else would you be whipping jesus calling him slut jesus and making out with jesus no other religion would tolerate that for one Mm -mm. and not only that but they wouldn't do it to any other religion you would not see a depiction of muhammad up there making out with some dude in a leather dog mask you wouldn't see it. But the thing is, you know like, why? With Muhammad, like you have Allah, and then you have Jesus as a prophet. So, like, realistically, if we look at Islam, and you know, was it Muhammad and all this kind of stuff? Like, all of these, a lot of these different religions recognize Jesus in some form. Every religion There's talks some, about Jesus. Christianity says Jesus is the way. Muhammad talks about a, as a prophet, um, Islam, I believe it talks about him as being a way or maybe Buddhism is a way. Like there's a bunch of different religions that, that acknowledges Jesus as being the way to God. And honestly, I feel like that's why a lot of these different, a lot of the different, these pride praises and stuff like that, they're not worried about that because they're hitting every single religion at that point, honestly. Like, I, I don't think they, they realize what they're doing with that, but but they are. And I well, think a lot of it's because they're, a lot of them are, con, I would say, and I would argue, are confused and have been led astray from what the truth is. Well, yeah. But it's also the same thing with how the LGBTQ and all these people were defending 
Muslims throughout the last 20 years with after the 9-11 thing mm -hmm. and they're saying how oh we shouldn't think Muslims are all terrorists blah 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 little do they know Muslims hate the gays Muslims don't okay. mess with the gays at all they're, they'll stone you to mm -hmm. death in every Muslim country if you're a homosexual As I, and, and that's why now they're like not people aren't happy with the Muslim Americans that are coming out saying that they have an issue with all of this. No, but what I was going to say is the reason why mm -hmm. they attack Jesus at these festivals mm -hmm. and not Muhammad and not Buddha and not anyone else mm -hmm. is because Jesus is the only way. Mm -hmm. That's why it, it, it serves no purpose to mock Muhammad because Muhammad's not going to do anything for you. Muhammad can't save you. Muhammad can't grant you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That is why. Exactly. I mean, that is what it is. And honestly, Christianity is the only religion that's allowed to be mocked and can't stand up for itself. It's like the only religion that's not protected. Yeah. Yep. Um, right to religion is not <laughs> does not mean Christianity, no, even you, though it was about Christianity. If those pride festivals were to do that to a character of Muhammad, mm -hmm. they would be banned. Like, yeah. the media would be up in arms. Look what but, they did to Muhammad, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Tell me. It's because Muslims are within the class of minorities. That's the thing. People look at Christianity as being, like, the quote-unquote white man's religion. Tell white, that to the Ethiopians. White, right? <laughs> white people are the majority, so they're just like, well, Christianity is fair game, which obviously we know that's just an illusion because ultimately, like, a lot of the people that talk about in the Bible were not white, and Jesus was not white, which that really doesn't matter, but that's what they look at it, and that's what America has framed it in its head. The media has told them that, oh, Jesus is the white man's religion, and that's a majority. So the majority's not allowed to have an opinion. You're not allowed to be offended. You're not allowed to be upset. But if you start looking at Islam or Hindu or the Muhammad and stuff like that, now you're ta now you're targeting a quote unquote marginalized community that is a minority, and you can't do that. Which is crazy because the Muslims and the Hindus have just as many numbers as the Christians do. Just mm -hmm. as many of them are deceived as us who know the truth. There's millions and billions of Muslims in the world. The problem is it's the ones here in America that would be the minority. See, that's the thing. They're talk that everything's framed around America. Why and is if, America the number one yet everybody hates America? Because we're supposed to be the superpower and everyone wants to hate the person that's on top. And I mean, honestly, give it 10 years. We're not going to be on top anymore. Um but honestly, that's what it is. Everyone just looks at what America's doing, and that's where the standard comes from. So in America, Muslims are the minority. In America, blacks are the minority. In America, Asian, Hispanic, everyone is a minority except for white. And in America, Christianity is the number one religion among white people. So you are not allowed to be upset. You're the majority. Mm -hmm. So they can mock you. They can spit on you. They can do whatever they want because of that. You're not allowed to be upset. But the moment they touch a religion of a quote-unquote marginalized community, they're screwed because at their whole entire belief system and being about civil rights and equality completely falls apart. Well, it, it's crazy, To I just want to say this real quick. Imagine if we had a straight parade and we were whipping a gay dude. Like, <laughs> the majority. Like, that's like, the what? thing. And then, the majority. Um. Oh, where was I going to say? I don't even know. 
I get lost in these wild conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's also why, like, it also doesn't help because that mindset has led Christians in a lot of ways to not being willing to fight back. And Bud Light, honestly, is so successful, not just... It's, it's not because of Christians is why it's successful. Let's let's be clear about that. Like, it is Christians. I would say they're probably the base of this. But that's not why Bud Light failing is such a success. It's because all of... All of America, like, at least 99% of America knows that a lot of the nonsense going on in Dylan Mulvaney and all this stuff is... Is, we're not on board. Maj- yeah. No, they're not on board. Um, Here's the deal. Most of the people are fine. Mm-hmm. Just like most Christians are. We are. If you want to be LGBT, mm-hmm. that's between you and God. Yep. You go do that. Mm-hmm. It's between you and another consenting adult. If that's what you want to do behind closed doors... That's fine, dude. We live in a free country. This is America. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. You will have consequences that you'll have to deal with, but that's between you and the Lord. However, when you start messing with the kids, there it people is. have mm-hmm. problem with that. We cannot have you messing with the kids. Leave the children alone. And when you try to tell us that we need to affirm your delusions, exactly. if it goes against yep. our beliefs and our morals and our values... That's where we also had a problem. But like that, you can kind of dance around it. Being an adult and having a mature mind, you can weed your way through it. But when you start, like you're saying, pushing it on the children, that's where people had a problem. Because mm-hmm. no one had a problem with drag queens. Be like, no, do never. your thing. You want to have drag brunch, whatever. It was once you started saying family friendly, wanting to be Bring around children. Why do you want to be around the children? Huh? Yep. It's... But- asinine and that's the thing and i feel like a lot of this is happening because christians don't stand up no they just are passive and they were just worried about themselves your pastor's gonna sit up there and tell you the story about the dang moses going on a mountain and giving the ten commandments and this Mm -hmm. that and the other and they're not going to talk about the fact that they are reading LGBTQ blowjob books to your children at the library and preschool. And a lot of this is like, and I know we had talked about this the other week, it's the founders of Chick-fil-A started this whole thing once they bent the knee and stopped playing the words of worship music in their restaurants. Mm -hmm. That was the moment... Because when we think about it, we talk about it all the time, how like celebrities have a platform, they have influence and all this kind of stuff. And so like Chick-fil-A was a Christian organization. They they took a stand to make it very clear. So once you're up there, great power comes great responsibility. And you have a bunch of Christians and supporting you. And you have the whole world loving your food and all that kind of stuff. But also supporting the fact that you have good, solid, moral Christian values. And the fact that you're going to then bend the knee. You didn't even, like they like they quote unquote challenged it, but they, they didn't fight it as much as they could have. No, they didn't fight at all. No, they probably should have just started taking fines. Because if we started hearing that you were taking fines, we would have been at Chick-fil-A every day buying stuff that's the problem when you bow down to these corporations or the government if you bow down to any of them 
you end up in a worse position than you would have been if you had just stayed the course. And here's the thing. Since you mentioned um, minorities and how they don't have the same rules as the majority does. Like if you were Chick-fil-A and you were getting um, complaints or whatever from people saying that they don't want to hear the worship music and blah, blah, blah. If you chose not to bow down to them, they're the minority. So they Mm -hmm. could stop shopping there and you wouldn't have a problem because exactly like you said, the people that don't agree with those ideas of you stopping them basically from playing religious Mm -hmm. music would support you 10 times more. This is why I don't understand why these corporations, well, I do understand. I'll tell you why I think that they do what they do. They bow down to the LGBTQ agendas thinking that it's going to keep them from losing customers when that's not the case at all because most of the customers are not LGBT and probably not even LGBT sympathizers. They just want to live their lives and not have their kids force-fed debauchery. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the reason they do it is because the reason why they're even on top is the, in the first place is because they were granted that position by the prince and the power of the air. That's why... That's why these corporations push the agendas. I don't think it's like, oh, some CEO just has some woke ideology. No, they're being told by someone else. A, a higher power is telling them this. It's the spirit of the Antichrist that flows through them, flows through the employees that are in positions of power that are pushing these agendas. It's not just organic. It's the spirit of the antichrist you know and i and i get that but i think a lot of it like i understand that that's at like the center of it and a lot of people aren't privy to that but i I wouldn't necessarily say that that's where all of it is consciously where where that's stemming from because when you think about think about like the civil rights movement and equality and all that kind of stuff if chick-fil-a was saying that they hated black people that would have had a very different outcome than it would with like lgbtq and stuff like that like that's something where everyone would be like whoa like no we don't want anything to do with that blah 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 like racism's bad blah 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 we're like they're like we only care about white people blah 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 like there's enough people that that are just like no stop like that's awful that they would not survive that but if this is something that it's like the lgbtq stuff for example like when they took their stance saying that they believe in traditional biblical marriage their sales went through the roof Mm -hmm. christians came out supporting them like you wouldn't believe other religions that also support that same construct came out supporting them like they wouldn't believe their stocks went up it it's not like they tanked when they stood up and then you had a lot of like um lgbtq members saying that oh we're gonna do the protests and we're gonna walk in all these chick-fil-a's and we're gonna start making out with each other and stuff like that like no that literally did absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. nothing at all they didn't lose anything um but a lot of it does come down to i feel like is equality and since LGBT at the time, I would say they didn't completely tie themselves to the civil rights movement and social justice and like the racism foundation. 
I'd be like, that's a lot of why it wasn't that big of a deal. But the moment they tie themselves to civil rights and they become a protected class like that, that's when you ended up having this bigger issue. And I think that's when now they're starting to have to have all these problems and they have this DEI and they hired this vice president that's putting this like big DEI initiative and all this kind of stuff. Like what is DEI? Diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm-hmm. which it started out being like for them to say that they need to be inclusive of other races and equal employment opportunity. But realistically now, if you see DEI anywhere, it's really just about LGBTQ trans stuff. Yeah. It's amazing how, uh, we touched on this, I mean, throughout the whole thing, but the LGBTQ trans pedophile agenda, these people have literally co-opted and taken over everything. They are at the forefront of everything. They're at the forefront of the race mm-hmm. things. They're at the forefront of the civil rights. They're at the forefront of mm-hmm. everything. Like I said, when you log into any video game now that's online... Mm-hmm. The first thing that comes up is come to so-and-so and and celebrate pride with us and a big rainbow flag and blah, blah, blah. What's interesting, though, about the rainbow is they stole that from our God, but it's still nice to see everywhere that the rainbow is everywhere because for us... Well, it's a different rainbow. They changed it, though. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I saw a video the other day about that rainbow that uh, it's like the same exact colors as the chakras or whatever that they use mm-hmm. and they say that the the red color chakra is the root chakra which i don't believe in all that stuff but they do anyway the new age movement and the red one is like the lust and the sexual stuff and that's like the top color of the rainbow lgbt flag the thing is like the rainbow just had like what six colors or something like that like the you know red orange yellow green blue etc now it's got pedo colors but but then they added black and brown talking about like black and brown people then it's blue and yellow for For trannies and then white for i forget i think that was like innocence or something i forget but like that's the thing like they they took the rainbow, because you'll never see that rainbow in the sky. That's not something that naturally is produced. They took something and they perverted it. And it's just another way to mock Christianity yep. and to mock God. Um, but that's the thing. Like you like you were saying, you see LGBTs being pushed. But that's the thing. You didn't have to push race type stuff necessarily i wouldn't say like they 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 did but it wasn't like they had to push it to be accepted it was more like you can't tell people they can't allow black people into a restaurant just because of their skin color which honestly segregation came from the government it wasn't just people doing that it was the government pushing that and making making different rules and all that kind of stuff but that's neither here nor there I, i feel like they have to push lgbtq so hard trying to force it on people to make it more accepted. So that way, adults, when they have kids that are being indoctrinated into they it, they're accepted. Exactly, it. and it's accepted. And then it starts to spread. Yeah. Because it's such a small number of people that are in that community. That's the thing. Like, it's a very small number, which is why when they came for Chick-fil-A the first time, it didn't work. They yeah. skyrocketed. Yep. Well, what better way to get uh, kids into debauchery and away from God than to uh, get them into 
lesbian, gay, bi, trans, pedophilia mm-hmm. stuff. That's the easiest way to get somebody to go against the Bible because the Bible explicitly teaches that this is wrong mm-hmm. and you can't do this. God does not appreciate it. God does not respond well to it. He doesn't accept that. No. So yeah. what what easier way to get people away from God than to mm-hmm. teach them that they like uh, the same sex exactly. or they're a different sex in the wrong body, blah, blah, blah. And that's the thing. And I feel like people... Christians also are not thinking about the fact that like we're also like churches are being infiltrated too. churches shut down so quickly when the government told them to when COVID mm-hmm. was going yep. on. And I feel like, again, starts when you have big corporations that are saying they stand for ch- Christian morals and values and they're bending the knee and not being able to play the music that they want to play. But, yep. if, but if people want to play something like twerking and cussing and just every other word is something debaucherous, if they wanted to play that in Chick-fil-A, no one would have an issue. And that's because they are worshiping lust and self-love and all the debauchery on the planet. And if Christians would just wake up to that and be cognizant of be what's bold. going on exactly this wouldn't be an issue just no. like why people have issues with what happened with the chosen which i see a lot of conserv christian conservative podcasters saying oh no this is not a big deal and blah 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 and saying well they can't just tell um people that are homosexuals or part of the lgbtq community that they're not going to hire them like that's a lawsuit and this that and the other but like there's a difference between hiring someone that's within that community and obviously just you know accepting them in the workplace and working together and working on something but then there's another where you are blatantly propagizing some of this stuff in your marketing materials i'm sorry but that when they showed that image and for anyone that's not aware um because it sounds a lot a good bit of our listeners are from all over the world um what happened is that there's a cameraman on the set of the chosen and the chosen is a show by dallas jenkins and he um and his team have a show where they're basically depicting the life of the authentic Jesus and his disciples. And that is biblical. It is taking the gospels and biblical teachings and putting it on screen. And their, their intention was to have that to draw people to Christ. Now, a lot of services are saying, well, do we really know if this is supposed to be like a Christian show, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, I'm sorry if the whole premise is to talk about the life of Jesus, it's a Christian show. So either if you're going to do that, you need to do it right or you don't do it at all. And it's one thing if the cameraman is LGBTQ community, wants to have a pride flag, etc. It's another thing when the pride flag is on display in an ad for um, advertising for the show. So that was the big deal. This cameraman, um, purposely and intentionally displayed this pride flag in the ad that was, um, advertising for the chosen's new season. That's going to be coming out that they were filming. 
and everyone was in an uproar. They're like, do we boycott the chosen? Like, or is this something, is this the next Bud Light type of thing? And in one, in one breath, you're like, well, this is something that's supposed to be helping people find Jesus. So you don't want to boycott it. But on the other hand, what was their intention on putting this ad out there with the pride flag in the shot? Like that seems very intentional. Just like when we talked about Balenciaga and all the disgusting imagery that was there. And when they talk about a lot of these other things and it's Target and Dylan Mulvaney, like it gets to a point where like all the executives and the top people are seeing these things. So on something as, as that's honestly very small scale, like the chosen, you know, good and well, Dallas Jenkins signed off on that ad. 1000%. Yeah, they, 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 to do advertising, you pay people to make the ads, to go over the ads, and you want people to see a specific thing. There's no other reason to show you something unless we want you to see it. And just to divert a little bit, that's why you see everything in the movies today. Like the when you turn on a show on Netflix, it's full of sexual scenes and all kinds of stuff. They want you to see that. There's a reason behind it. Whatever that reason is, we don't have time to get into that. But there's a reason they put things on the screen. It costs millions of dollars, manpower, and hours to put something into a visual platform for you to watch. They want you to see it. And that's what that advertising is. Every image you see or every pixel, every position, everything you see in an advertisement is something that you are meant to see. So when they put that LGBT pride flag on there, they wanted you to see that. Mm-hmm. Now, we can talk about the reasons. Who knows why they wanted you to see it? Perhaps they want to invite the LGBT to come and watch. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they'll be convicted and filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's a nefarious agenda. I have no idea, but they wanted you to see that 100%. See, that's the thing. And when you think about intentions, like what you're saying, it could easily also be that like, oh, they're trying to say Jesus is accepting of homosexuals. But like, in actuality, he's going to be accepting of you once you turn away from your sin. Well, he's going to accept you when you come. Yeah. But he's going to tell you to turn away from your sin. Yes. Pick up your cross and follow me. He's going to accept you day one, as soon as you show up. Roll up. With a, with a big old purple dildo on your forehead, he's going to say, hey, I love you, brother. Take that off. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> like, but come on. And I and when we think about like the messaging and stuff like that, like, and honestly, it all ties back to like the children, which and this is like a sidestep, so we can always come back from it. But this is what I wanted to bring up earlier when we we're talking about like the children and stuff like that. Like it's always been around a lot of this like debaucherous trying to put things out there. And I don't think it's a coincidence why now when the little mermaid, now that they made this new live action one, people were talking about like, well, who was Ariel modeled after? And there's all this sort of like controversy on what she modeled after Alyssa Milano or, or um, something stoner, this other actress from the eighties and this and the other. And then the person that actually designed Ariel said that it was actually modeled after his wife. So um, not really any of those people. He really just got eighties hair inspiration from those people. But then people were talking about who Ursula was modeled after and she was modeled 
after a drag queen in the 80s. Who's Ursula? The sea witch and the little mermaid. Oh, uh, I don't recall a whole lot of the little mermaid. I don't know. What I do know is the little mermaid. I remember the um the box cover of it for like the VHS tapes got that that priest on there, right? The pastor mm-hmm. doing the wedding. He's got a boner and all kinds of stuff. There's wieners on the cover in the sandcastles. Disney been up to some debauchery the mm-hmm. whole time and people don't even realize it. And it's amazing that they're just now kind of waking up to it when this has been going on for 50 years. There's videos of uh Disney channel where the Mickey Mouse or whatever He's got there's like a conveyor belt with some Swiss cheese going through it, and he's he's banging the Swiss cheese to put the holes in it. And this was for kids back then. Disney been about this for a long time. Well, no, we we yeah, we can talk about Disney <laughs> for a whole other like five hours probably. But um, I just thought it was interesting because they said it was speculation originally, and then once the live action came out and people were talking about like, well, who was this person modeled after? Like, could she be black? Could she not be the Ariel and stuff like that? Um, that's when it came out about how it was modeled after this quote unquote triple threat famous drag queen from the 80s not even gonna say her name to give her him actually give him any sort of um publicity even on a smaller scale like we are mm-hmm. but um we big scale the fact that even then they were trying to model it after because people were gonna look that kind of stuff up Kids were going to look that up. Parents are going to look it up. Like now, nowadays, they're going to look up who is Ursula modeled after? A drag queen. And yeah. no wonder this drag queen was tempting and filling Ariel's head with this belief that she could do this and that and be a human. All she has to do is get this prince to kiss her. But she, But the drag queen... Ursula is going to take her voice and she needs to be able to do it without like, I mean, in Ariel's 16 years old, mind you, she's a kid. So I don't think it's, it's unheard of where the, her father is saying, don't ever go to the sea witch. Don't ever go to Ursula. She's terrible, blah, blah, blah. And as a kid, naive, she goes and visits the sea witch and all this kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. And she's trying to lure her away because the whole point is you'll never get your voice back if you if you don't get a kiss within three days and you belong to me and all this kind of stuff. Like, so much messaging is in that alone just with understanding and knowing that Ursula was modeled after a drag queen because drag queen and debauchery is always going to lead children astray and into eternal damnation. Well, yeah, and that's exactly what I was just saying. They pay millions of dollars for these videos for you to watch. There's nothing mm-hmm. in there that they don't want you to see, mm-hmm. whether you realize it at the time of viewing or not. They want you to see every single part of it, mm-hmm. and they do all kinds of sneaky witchcraft and black magic to get these subliminal thoughts into your mind mm-hmm. so that you become someone who you were never supposed to be in the first place. Exactly, and it feeds into trying to get you to chase after something that's just not attainable and it's destructive and it's not good for you and as much as i love the little mermaid it just happens that this is this came out of this conversation came out of that like and a lot of it is innocence and naivety that you need to be able to do those kinds of things and that's why they're going after kids and i think that's also why like when we had talked earlier um, about 
how Christianity is so widely mocked and talking about the chosen, like that's how you have people like the sisters of perpetual indulgences being honored by the LA Dodgers and their pitcher and a couple other um, players are speaking out saying that they, they don't appreciate um, them being honored at this event and getting an award when they're mocking their religion because they're dressed up and they have they have names um like uh who are these people and where did they even come from i've never heard of this before well you're not going to hear a lot about this from previous because it's all kind of coming out of the woodwork now to be viewed by everybody and be in your face but who are these people so they say they're a non-profit organization that came out of the aids epidemic in the 80s um started and, by your own very loving government and dr fauci aids epidemic come on right um and they're supposed to be a charity and they do protests and quote-unquote street performances um and they use drag and religious imagery to satirize issues of sex gender and morality and fundraise for charity so like for cliff notes version is they're a nonprofit organization that's heavily embedded within LGBTQ ideology and they were raising money and awareness um, for the AIDS epidemic to help um, those in the homosexual community that were transmitting AIDS openly to each other and getting sick and all that kind of stuff. There was a um, group of guys back in those days in the 80s, the AIDS epidemic days, they called them bug chasers or bug catchers. I think it was bug chasers. Mm -hmm. They would literally, like their whole goal was to catch the AIDS. Mm -hmm. Like they would go purposely. It was like a, a, I don't know if it was like a status symbol or something, but that's true. They were really out there just trying to catch it. Which just wild. Yeah, and and once they started realizing that oh they're really getting sick and oh people are dying, then they needed people to start to help them and stuff like that. And but ultimately, like what it comes down to is that the sisters of per- perpetual indulgences, like they're they dress up as they dress up in drag as nuns and they just do a whole bunch of debauchery and it's heavily um blasphemous activities and stuff like that and the fact that the la dodgers sought them out is not like they came to them for any reason or got some public status award or naacp or something and that's how they heard of them like they had to have sought them out period like there's there's no there's nothing else to be said about just like target which i so i'm hoping apparently that game is supposed to be june 16th nobody go Nobody go, nobody watch the game because that's quote that's quote unquote their pride night. Like, don't go, especially if you're a Christian, because it is just openly mocking of your faith. And I mean, the names of these people are ridiculous. Like, for example, the president is Sister Garden Guard N. Oh, pansies. Sister Garden of Pansies. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Then you have um, the vice president. It's Sister Belladonna Summer BDSM. Like, it, it's disgusting. There, There's others, too. And people 
all of their names are like that. It's, it's all just seeking them out. And if you take your kids to see this game, right. And they're looking at the programs or their names are put over the screen and stuff like that. Those kids are going to be asking what this means, what that means. Like there's, Going to baseball games is the American pastime, American family pastime. That has been for decades. Everybody knows that. You want to go to a, take me out to the ball game, peanuts and cracker jacks, okay? Like going to the ball games in the summer with your family, eating all the tasty but terrible for you food like the environment the experience like that's a thing and you think it's a coincidence that they chose an outing like that that at least 50 percent of the attendants are adolescents to have an event like this i don't think so that is not by coincidence that is intentional and they're coming for your children yep they do it all for the kids that's a interesting point you brought up why else would you want drag nuns at the dang baseball game it's for the children baseball game take your kids out see some drag queens have a glizzy you and the money yeah even if you want to have like a pride night for dei inclusivity whatever like if you want to do that fine have some rainbows around right have some rainbow why is it gotta be sexual slushy. it's always sexual with thank them. you that's the thing why does it have you know to why be doused in perversion and debauchery because like it's not normal no that's because that's what it is it's perversion and debauchery even if you're at the drag queen um clubs strip clubs where you're supposed to be as an adult it's for perversion and debauchery if you are into the lgbtq just the gayness of it you know, with a man, you're in it for the lust and the perversion and the debauchery. You don't, this is going to be a little crude, but you don't fornicate with another man's booty hole unless you're into debauchery. I mean, what, let's call it what it is. And, and if you want to do that, that's cool. Like I said, it's between you and God, but let's not beat around the bush about it it's perverse and it's debauchery and and that's why like it's like why is it that they want to talk about like there's books about that and sexual homosexual um i guess fornication and children's libraries yeah and they go deep into it and tell you exactly what it is and they get super detailed all you're getting off and it's it's disgusting and people want to say that you're the pervert by talking about it yeah like like that guy that pastor that was reading the book in the uh school meeting and they told him to stop reading it because they didn't want to hear the debauchery of it Mm -hmm. but it's okay for the kids to read it Like, like dude come on no it's just I understand why, like, as we talk about things, I get more and more understanding of, like, why why it is all sexual. Because that's all they have is sexual. Mm-hmm. Their expression is a sexual expression. Their whole lives are based on sex and mm-hmm. drugs and rock and roll. And that's the thing, like, I mean, sex truly is procreation. Like, it's to create a life they've perverted everything that god created and said was good mm-hmm. and if you're engaging in homosexual sex 
Like, you're not able to procreate. You're not able to ha- make a life. You're not able to have a child. Yeah, and that sperm can't f- uh, fertilize a, a poop log. <laughs> no, and that's <laughs> why. <laughs> I can't. That is why. That's honestly just a prime example of, like, everything that God created creates life. And if you are engaging in something that is inherently against him, you can tell because it won't create life. It'll destroy. It's not going to create anything. And that's why if you're engaging in same-sex sexual encounters, you won't be able to create life. Honestly, it's just going to destroy Yeah. I mean, that's what I said in the beginning is the whole agenda is to kill, steal, and destroy. It's to uh, lead you to disease, drug addiction, mm-hmm. abuse, all these different things. It's never it's enough. To ne- yeah, and it's never enough. It's a constant, I need more. Mm-hmm. I need more debauchery. I need more pornography. I need more drugs. I need more uh, partners. I need... And see, that's the thing, which is why they were saying for a long time that in the homosexual or the lgbtq community and like obviously um i've encountered like i i know i work with um people in that community i have worked with in the past um some of my friends are in that community and they even said it's very uncommon in the lgbtq community to have any sort of monogamous relationship it not 90 plus percent of the relationships in the LGBTQ community are open polyamorous relationships. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to find anyone that wants to have a monogamous relationship and to take it a step further as far as like also like needing more and desiring more, it's never going to be enough. Like a lot of it like comes down to like when you on grinder and stuff like that, one of my former bosses, he was telling me how a lot of on grinder, a lot of these older men are matching and meeting up with and going after young boys on there. Yeah. Well, that's a big thing in the gay community is the older men going after the young boys. I think there's even, I don't know his name, you might, some so-called conservative gay dude. Do you know who I'm talking about? You don't know who I'm talking I about? I don't think so. He's a influencer, some sort of dude. I forget his name, but he was on, I think, a Joe Rogan podcast, and he was saying how, like, when he was 16, he would go after the older men, and he was like, I'm the, I was the predator, and, like, all this weird stuff. But he was being the predator going after the old men, I don't know if that's just the justification he gave, but it was pedophilia. That's yeah. that's why this whole thing. Now, I'm not saying all the gay people are pedophiles, but yeah. it leads to that because mm-hmm. they believe, oh, if a 14-year-old gay kid, want, not all of them will believe this, but there's a large proportion of gay men, 40-year-old men, that will willingly fornicate with a 14-year-old young boy if the young boy is willing and wants to. I'll say a lot of times they say there's there's no age yeah, in, there's in no, homosexual relationships, yeah. which is once you get everyone into that, then you start bridging, which is what we talked about, and this will probably be another episode, but talking about 
pedophilia and that's where it's getting to because once you're just you're you can be whatever you want to be you are whoever you want to be like there's no age this grown man can say he identifies as a 12 year old girl like once that's wiped away and everyone's on a level playing field children are not safe whatsoever like back in the day when they would see like pictures of like these grown men like 40 year old marrying like 16 year old girls everyone's like that's not fair she didn't have a right to have a say in that like she's not old enough for that this this man's a pedophile blah blah blah. we need to make sure that never happens again in society and then now look what we have it's literally wiping away to where consent won't matter anymore it's just gonna be whatever you feel quote-unquote love is love and you're gonna have a lot of these adults just running through these children and going through like the foster care system and adopting children just for them to indulge in their own sexual desires yeah and if you look in your research and in your searching you will find already that there's TED Talks Mm -hmm. from people expressing that pedophilia is like a natural desire and Mm -hmm. we need to love and nurture these people. And you have that. What does MAPS stand for? Minor Attracted Persons. Yeah, so we already have a name Mm -hmm. for these people. And and I see like the LGB community is trying to separate themselves from it and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But they're all one and the same because once you go down the road of debauchery and perversion, as we've said... It Mm -hmm. gets you get deeper and deeper and deeper. It's like anything. If you were to go into the occult and start messing with tarot cards and Mm -hmm. crystals and witchcraft, you're going to go as deep as you can go until you realize that you were either wrong or you just keep going and you, you take it full blown. And once you're full blown into witchcraft, you're casting spells, you're tying up frogs and putting them on people's porch and doing hexes and all kinds of wild stuff. The further you go down into the LGBT, you, you, your lusts and your desires can and will overtake you mm-hmm. because there's, you're inviting the demonic into your life. When you go against God's will, you have that open door. You've opened the doorway to demonic oppression. Mm-hmm. That demon is going to lead you and your flesh is going to lead you to more and more debauchery. You'll never feel satisfied because the only satis- satisfaction comes from being filled with the holy spirit Mm -hmm. you will not be satisfied any other way so this is why it's so easy for us to see it's right in front of your face if you're watching too that this is the road that this country is going down towards a road towards the sexualization of children and then grown men being able to be in open relationships with children and it be accepted by society the world is currently not quite ready for it yet but soon enough it will be accepted all it takes is one or two mm-hmm. three or four five or six and eventually it's you're going to go to walmart and there's going to be a grown man in a cowboy hat with a with a six-year-old in drag walking around and you'll know they're in a relationship because they'll be kissing in the toy aisle. Oh my goodness. 
but I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like when you talk about like the TED Talks that talk about maps and pedophilia and stuff like that. That's like the one I listened to for school. And she was saying, she was like, of course I'm going to have feelings about um, if I'm at dinner with my family and my niece is there and then a grown man walks over like wanting to like talk to her and court her. Like, obviously I'm going to have feelings about that, but I need to step back and, you know, step outside of that and think about like the pain and the struggles that they have being pedophiles and being attracted to children and all that kind of stuff. And I I think part of what we're seeing also is a lot of it comes from programming, like what we've talked about. But if you think about like, what was it like a date with a vampire or something, Brad Pitt's in it, Kirsten Dunst in it when she's like 11 years old and she kisses him, but you know, it's never just one take. So she had to kiss him multiple times and no one, thought there was anything weird about it. That's the thing. And Mm -hmm. nobody talks about that to this day. Like that's an issue. And we see it all the time when like a lot of these older men or sometimes now older women, cougars, like start dating, they'll be married and they'll get divorced and they'll start dating someone that's like half their age. And then eventually like if it keeps getting to that point, like we were always dancing that line of when, what age is okay. You know what I mean? And now that they're trying to lower the age where you can get your driver's license so more pe- so younger people can start working sooner because of the workforce is having all of its issues and they can get cheap labor, then you're going to start looking at other things start going down the line and starting to be lessened and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, honestly, we're not like, quote unquote, like quite ready for it yet, but we're dance in that line we're there we just haven't acknowledged it yeah that's it we were there but we haven't acknowledged mm-hmm. it what's interesting too is the um kind of the dynamic of it like if you are an older man say you're 40 50 years old and you're dating like a 17 or 18 year old the society doesn't like that that like upsets people but if you're a 40 year old woman woman and you're dating like an 18 year old dude People are like, bro, you're sweet. That's awesome. How did you bag that lady? You know what I mean? It's like celebrated. Not, not the wimp for the woman. Most people don't really care if you're dating an 18 year old dude. It is what it is. But for the dude, they're like, yeah, that's sweet. Like the same thing with when a young boy has sex with his teacher or whatever. People are like, bro, you're the man. But if a older dude does that to a young girl people get really upset about it mm-hmm. it's just strange that the thought process there it is how one celebrated and one's not and also thinking about like it's how this is also getting into how, like lgbtq communities like a protected class even more than more so than like other minorities like black people is like when people knew what was going on with oh what's his name i don't know what r kelly Everyone knew what he was doing was debaucherous and, you know, preying on these young girls, golden showered, all that kind of stuff. But it was like a joke in the in the black community. Everyone's just like, oh, you know, it's just R. Kelly, blah, blah, blah. Like, everyone still sings, I believe I can fly. But now you don't hear it anymore because Netflix did that whole documentary and these girls were coming out about all the terrible stuff that he did. And I, I want to say he's in jail now. He's or, in jail. Yeah. yeah. And all that kind of stuff. But think about it. This guy did that. He's not a part of the LGBTQ community. But then you have people like Ezra Miller, who's openly grooming girls, Mm -hmm. flying them, kidnapping, flying her all over the world, brainwashing her, doing the Lord only knows what to this young girl. And 
he's getting the flash. Everyone's just like, oh, I shouldn't watch it. But like, this movie looks great. I'm still yeah. going to go watch. Like, everyone's turning a blind eye. Why? Because he's in a protected class. He is in the LGBTQ community and no one wants to say anything about it. Like, why is it that R. Kelly is put in jail and this man is not? You mean to tell this me man gets movie contracts for yes. large productions? Yes. Yeah. People talked about getting having him be canceled. So this man was never going to be canceled because the next thing you know, he showed up on the red carpet and he was just decked out very androgynous, very feminine, very LGBTQ forward. And everyone's just like, this man needs to be the Flash. Yeah, incredible. Oh man, it's this is we live in a very wild times right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, most likely the end times. So, mm-hmm. if you got any uh, questions, comments, or cer- concerns for us, what's our email there, Marie? Come what may podcast at yahoo.com. Like, please, we'd love to hear from you. Just send an email. It can be short, it can be long. Have we got any emails yet? No. Nobody's emailing Belgium, us. Belgium, we see you. Yeah, Belgium, you've been watching forever. We From see you. Beginning. Hit us up. What <laughs> right. was the email again? Go ahead, say it again. Come what may podcast at yahoo.com. We've received no emails. We would love to get some emails, questions, comments, concerns, things that you would like mm-hmm. for us to talk about, things like that. Uh, we'd just love to hear from you guys. Uh, what's our Twitter and our Instagram and things like that? The tablet's dead, so you don't know the Instagram, huh? I was like, Instagram, I'll have to get back with I'm you sure on we've that said one. it a hundred times. I, like, I think it's on our Twitter, too. I don't know we like to screw around it, a lot right but um what i can say is that our twitter handle is capital c capital w capital m lowercase a y underscore podcast so come what may underscore podcast c w m a y underscore podcast and i found our instagram so that is c w m podcast um so it's just uh, if you look up CWM capitalized space podcast will come right up. I don't know much about Instagram. It doesn't have no ads or nothing crazy like Twitter. Just type that in, huh? Yep. All right. Right on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, be safe. Have fun. And uh, don't go to Target or support Bud Light. Thanks. Nope. Thanks. Bye. Bye.